0: Oika's podcast Sustainability Conversations I'm here tonight, it's uh, Wednesday 29th of June, I'm here in Bangalore in India uh, at the Hotel Tashvivanta West End where we have the Gala Dinner of the IAMI Conference. This is the Eastern Academy of Management International Conference takes place every two years. And I have the privilege of standing here on the beautiful staircases uh, that uh, go lead, lead us into the hotel. With uh, the guy who names himself Jim Stoner, but this is actually Professor James A. F. Stoner. Um, he holds the chair uh, in, in his name.
1: <laughs> the James A. F. Stoner Chair in Global Sustainability.
0: Exactly at Fordham University in the United States. So, Mr. Stoner, uh, tell us how, how did you get into how did you get so passionate about global sustainability?
1: Um, I went to a place called Esalen in Big Sur, California, which is the most beautiful place in the world right on the ocean and I was going there for a variety of reasons but I went to a series of weekend usually or one-week programs on sustainability. Uh, Hazel Henderson was one of the speakers, Amory Lovins of the Rocky Mountain Institute. I went to two or three of his and I started realizing that uh, the, the game as we were playing it is ending and we've got to find a whole new way to produce and consume and handle population. And so I decided that's what I wanted to devote my time and energy to.
0: And you've published widely on this topic. What are, what are the publications that you're most proud of that really tell something new, maybe? Well, the
1: thing I'm, the thing I my favorite ones are ones that never got published, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been very lucky. I got involved in the risky shift very early, and I did some stuff on plateaus, career plateaus and stuff, and quality management. Um, I think um, what, I'm most, what I'm most interested, interested in and some of its published and some of it's not is looking at the fact the, the perspective that we have three management paradigms. One is the traditional management paradigm, command and control, which is what our companies are run by and one the second one is what we what in a monograph I've done called world class managing, two pages at a time, very short monograph that is what the quality revolution could have been done could have been. You know what what we could have done if we really took Deming and Duran's work and, and uh, transformed our organizations the way we could have. And we didn't. But there's a lot of quality management in there. Then the third paradigm is one oh, we don't know what it looks like yet, which is managing for global sustainability. And so the thing I'm most pleased with is the way I'm grappling with the issues of how do you live in a world of basically command and control with a hunk of quality. But that can't continue. That's unsustainable, not using the word sustainability the way we know it, which can't continue. And how do we create managing for global sustainability? Yes. You know?
0: Today you you said something very provocative. You said we're we at business schools faculty were basically cancerous something that maybe really provoked some of your colleagues <laughs> what is your take on this what is your take on you know getting sustainability
1: into business schools? if I well if I think about what I said today I'm not sure which one you're referring to because <laughs> I did I did refer to are um, doing the work of the devil in uh-huh. business schools yes because we're basically we're sold out we're based as business schools we're basically um, teaching people how to destroy the planet and make a lot of money for themselves uh, why, and feel good about the, what they're doing, but we can't, there's still capacity of the planet to keep enabling that to happen. The other one I don't think you were present for was when I said that business schools were a cancer on universities. <laughs> that. That what we've done is we've forgotten the university mission to contribute to society and enrich people. And we're, and we're training people to do this horrible stuff. And, and there are exceptions. And there's some schools, St. Gallens actually is doing a pretty good job, I think, a lot of ways. Like a lot of my good friends were from St. Gallens a few years ago. I didn't know you existed. <laughs> I was so naive about the, the good schools doing good stuff. But to a very large extent, we we're not confronting the fact that we can't keep doing what we're doing. I was at two very good sessions today, uh, big sessions. where very smart executives. Talked really as though they were thinking they could do business as usual for 20 or 30 years. And we don't have that kind of time with business as usual and so those are the kinds of provocative things I say and my faculty doesn't always like it. <laughs>
0: yes. And you've been working a lot to change this within for example your own school right? Yeah. With working with the dean can you can you share a bit of that knowledge with us?
1: Well I, I would recommend to my students the ca- the cases uh, what is it um, the uh, Dean Ellen Gatsko case which is about uh, a dean that doesn't quite exist, but almost exists, has decided the faculty needs to be competent. And by competent, I I don't put it quite that way, but it's to know enough about the realities of climate change and global unsustainability to be able to make reasonable, appropriate decisions about what they teach and research and and how they contribute. And um, it's, it's a very strange thing that we could say, it's perfectly okay for me to teach marketing and finance and not have a clue about global sustainability and follow my own career, uh, my minor little success, in a way that's going to help destroy the planet and have no place for my children or grandchildren. And, and uh, it seems to me that we really need to have every faculty member at least know enough to make a conscious decision that they're going to keep destroying the planet, or they're going to do something about it. Yeah. And there's no, I have another one on bottled water. Called the Christina Lawton case about bottled water, about somebody who's decided mostly hypothetical, but hopefully that she, the person I worked with, will, will become Christina uh, and decide her company should get rid of bottled water in the campus uh, cafeterias at services. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, and they're we call them stealth cases. They're written with a person in mind that we're trying to not just change the students who use them and change their unit, but also change the person who is the target person in the in the case. Okay. Um,
0: is that a particular kind of case?
1: It's a, it's a so. teaching case that's okay. uh, modeled on the Giving Voice to Values program of um, uh, Mary Gentilly. And it actually came out of a conversation, both of them came out of a conversation last year when I asked her if she had some values cases on sustainability, and she said no, she'd like some. So I wrote some, and I've been teaching them in class. Wonderful. Yeah, but I Wonderful. Really, uh, and I'm, I'm presenting them at conferences. I'm trying to get people to really confront the question of is it okay as a faculty member not to know about this? Yes. I don't think it is. Yes. As but
0: we've seen today, there was a session, for example, with some of your colleagues who presented the Green Campus Projects, yeah. you know, and what they're doing as a faculty, yeah. Drexel University, the Drexel story. Yeah. Uh, do you see a change in the last couple of
1: years? Oh, enormous change,
0: absolutely enormous So we're change. on the good track.
1: Yeah, I know, I know we're running fast enough because, uh, you know, the other side, <laughs> destruction is running pretty fast. Oh, the, the, when I started teaching this about five years ago, um, there was like almost, it was right around the, uh, the, when Gore won the Nobel and the Stern Report came out and all that stuff came out at the same time. Um, I, was, I was in class um, when it happened. And uh, at that time, the way I started teaching it, because I don't know much about sustainability, still don't know much, um, was I had my students write a one-page essay that said, and read, everybody, read everybody's essay, that this global sustainability stuff is BS. That's a term we use in the U.S. I won't explain, but you know it. <laughs> uh, this, but you know, it's not true. And then they would um, read everybody's essay and rewrite it. The next two weeks, they wrote an essay of, hey, this is serious. Um, and, uh, and then re- read them and rewrote them, etc. What they found out, was that the people who were saying there was no climate change, or we didn't do it, etc., were a very, very small group of non-scientists who pretended to be scientists, who were funded by ExxonMobil and the Koch brothers, and a bunch of right-wing or energy-committed people who were, you know, had big bonuses. By the way, that's right around the time that Tom Friedman's wonderful little article about the retiring president of Exxon came out, labeled enemy of the planet. And that little blurb is wonderful, one you can Google it, I've read, enemy of the planet. Um, and uh, it, this guy was retiring like a $238 million bonus or something like that. And he said, that's not the problem. The problem is what Exxon did systematically to create confusion and doubt about a phenomenon that everybody legitimately knew was happening. By the way, if they if your students haven't seen the story of stuff, they gotta see the story of stuff. I show it to it all is my wonderful. I oh it's wonderful. Yes. And she's got good stuff on bottled water now too. It's a little <laughs> video, Google story of stuff anybody. Don't <laughs> miss it. Yes, it's <laughs> no. really good. No. So um how did I get into it? I, I got into it by you know, listening to people who knew a lot more than I knew and were very scared. As am I. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. Professor James A.F. Stoner. (laughs) And my name is Kim Poldner. I'm an Oikos PhD fellow, and we're here in Bangalore at the IAMI conference. Thank you very much. Oikos Sustainability Conversations